Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Why, why is the new phone a pain in the ass? Oh, I just setting it up. It, it, it wouldn't um, pair with my watch. So it wouldn't restart from backup. So it deleted everything off my watch. Oh no! Uh, it's completely reinstalled that from scratch twice before it eventually worked, didn't I? Yeah. Um, it's something you don't think of logging me out of um, everything on my phone. Yeah. And back in but I've logged back in a load of other loads of stuff and then when I've come up, open it again it's made me log back in again or it just logs me out randomly um, it's been a bit of a pain in the ass completely disappeared it? your Instagram account didn't it yeah it completely just got rid of my Instagram account after I'd logged back into it what <laughs> and it was working fine and I opened it again and it was just gone <laughs> oh god set up on Apple products is always a bit shit yeah the, the fact that the fact that there isn't a it doesn't just auto, when it transfers all the stuff across from your iCloud. It doesn't automatically go. Would you like to transfer your Apple Watch across as well? Is it, it, mental? Yeah. It's what? Why? It's weird that it didn't let you use an old backup uh, backup of the watch. The worst thing is, it didn't let me do it the first time I tried to repair it. <laughs> right? It just didn't come with an option. It just started pairing it as if it was a new Apple Watch. Then yeah. Broke. Then it froze midway through that pairing. Mm. Um, and then when I eventually just went, look, this is just not happening, it froze, went to repair it. Mm. It said, would you like to restart my backup? And I thought, oh, thank fuck. And then looked at it, and the backup had re-backed up from when it had been trying to <laughs> pair itself. So the backup was a new, complete, a completely new backup rather than the one that I created earlier. Oh, God. I was like, oh, fuck you. So that, that would have that would have been created when it was mid-freeze. Yeah, so I've lost, like, literally all my, like, activity logs and stuff, like my sleep logs for, like, the past week. Mm. We know you sleep shit, though. We don't need your phones to us that. My sleep said I had, a, I had a 64% good sleep. Yeah. Sleep quality 64%. I was well happy with that. Are you using pillow? I am using pillow. Oh, I love pillow. Well, yeah, and so my first day it was 48%. <laughs> and then we went to the cabin and it gradually creeped Yeah, and I had a 64% sleep quality. I was happy with that. I had like 80-something last night, and it was literally the first night in I don't know how long that Lottie slept in her own bed the entire night. And usually <laughs> I get, like my quality is like 60-something. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm going to really mind. It, it, it is weird getting used to sleeping with my watch on, though. That is an odd thing. Yeah, yeah, it it is, but I like it. I'm kind of, I'm kind of tempted just to like say this is the start of the show. Yeah, well, yeah, I, I don't see why we shouldn't actually on that because it's all shit we're talking about anyway. So, um, yes, hello everybody, uh, and welcome to episode. I think it is myself saying the ship in this one, isn't it? Sure. Yes, uh, it's episode two hundred and seventy-eight of Film Bastards. Is it? It is 278, yeah. I thought it was 278 a few weeks ago. No, uh, it was 276 a couple of weeks ago. It's yeah, Halloween was definitely 277. Sorry, Bex, yeah, yeah. No, yeah. It's 278 uh, of, of, of Film Bastards. Uh, I am one of your co-hosts, Mark Foster, and as ever, I am joined by... Becky Foster, hello everybody. And... Ian Loring, um, I tweeted a question earlier on, and I want to re- retract it. <laughs> Why? Because, like, just I, I, that Diablo Three on the Switch. If you've got the time for it, I'm sure that game is amazing. 
I got to a bit earlier on, and it was like talking about transmogrifying. It's like, do what now? And then it was like, I think it's just changed the colour of your armour. And it's like, it took me about ten minutes to figure that out. I was playing... I was playing Dark Souls a couple weeks back. I get, like, because as long-time listeners of the show know, I have these bursts of gaming. Have either of you ever bloody played Dark Souls? No. No, no. So, they're these notoriously bastard hard games that people seem to like because it's like a masochistic experience. And so, I'm playing it. And I'm on this bit. And there's this note on the ground that just says, try jumping. It's like, where? Because I'm up top of this big thing, and whenever I try and jump over, I just fall off it. And then I was talking to a guy in work who's, like, played all of these games, and he just started laughing at me. And I was like, what? And he was like, did you know people can come into your game and leave you messages? I was like, what (laughs) the... What? And he was like, didn't you notice it connects to the internet at the start? It's like, yeah, I thought that was a bit weird. And he's like, yeah, people can leave you messages and, you know, some people help you and some people are obviously trolling you. And I was like, so hang on. So I wasn't supposed to jump at all. He was like, no, 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 you go down this other thing to the right and you just carry on down there. I was like, I spent half an hour (laughs) running up this thing and then jumping down thinking I was just missing a ledge. And you're telling me that someone went in my game and just fucked with me. And he's been laughing at me for about the last fucking week. This guy in work. Like, and it, between that and transmogrifying my armor, which apparently just means I change its fucking color. Like, and like bloody Red Dead 2. Like, one of the guys in work was talking about how he spent an hour skinning rabbits the other day. Yeah. And it was like, is that, is that something people have been talk, telling you about as well, Mark? No, literally. And I played Red Dead Redemption, right? Um, I you went a bit wrong, to be fair. I worked with a guy, uh, and I got to a point where I couldn't do anything else because I didn't have any money. And so I said, so I said look, how do I get money? Because I don't have money, so I can't continue with the game because I don't have any money. And I need money to get to this next bit. How do I get money? Because if this was like a Grand Theft Auto or something like that, yeah. I, I, I just carjack a lot of fucking people, yeah. right? I, I've tried horse jacking people and it doesn't work. <laughs> right. Um, yeah. yeah. And so he was like, "Oh, you need to go out in the country and like find like rabbits and you know things like that, and then you catch them, you skin them, and then you go and sell the pelts." I was like, "All right, fuck it, yeah, I'll do that." So I caught like I needed, I need like four dollars or something like that. Right. So I, I rode off and I spent sixteen hours riding. It's probably about two minutes, but it feels like hours. Sure. Right. Went into the what is it? Caught a rabbit, killed it, skinned it. Caught and I caught like four and thought, right, four. And I think it might have been that was the amount I could carry at the time. And I was like, right, I'll now spend another three hours riding back into town. So 16 um, hours there, just three back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a weird time looking yeah, yeah, the yeah. continuum there. Okay. Um, and then got there and then went to the pelt sales lady, went in there, and I got like 80 cents. And I was like, fucking hell. So went off, did it again, and realised this is, it's just boring. Yeah. And decided, I, I don't have time for this. Why can't I just shoot people? I, I want it to be like a Western, 
but not a boring way. I want it to be like a Western film, not like a Western fucking documentary and series. Yeah, yeah, that's a good way of putting it. I just, I don't know. I'm gonna make. I'm just gonna make a hard and fast rule now. I'm just gonna play games with Lottie. Like, if she wants to meet to play a fucking game, I'll play a game with her. That that please, I, I, I'm I'm crap at gaming, but I've always admitted I'm crap at gaming. Becky's really good at gaming because you will literally you'll you'll set aside like a a new game comes on Friday and you want to play it. You'll set aside that weekend, won't you? And you'll go. I'm going to play this game for this weekend. And it's great for me because I can go, right, I'm going to watch mm. a football or a couple of films upstairs or whatever. And as long as I stop long enough for you to eat, you're okay with that, aren't you? As long as you don't walk in front of me when I'm at a particular... Well, we had this the other day, didn't we? So I'm very good when Becky's gaming. Uh, and I will literally... I'm very careful. So I'll open the door. You fucking I'll, hover, though. I'll stand in the doorway <laughs> and wait until there's a pause point of where... Where I can know and I can go, can you stop a second? And so she can pause it, she'll turn around, scowl at me, even if, even though I've waited until you've killed everybody, and then I'll walk around and get myself a drink and then leave quietly. Right? That's what did, you, yeah, what did you do to me the other day? Well, I was playing Mafia 3. Nothing. What did you do? I don't know. Opened the door, started talking to me straight away as if I go, what? I, 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 and then I died. I don't think that happened. You're making up fucking stories. Did that happen, Rebecca? I don't remember that happening. Yeah, you did. No. Don't you fucking bullshit, Bex. It might have happened. Maybe. Fuck's sake. Not quite as easy said it, though. It it was exactly as that. Uh, Disgusting. Whereby, like, you know when you get stuck at a bit that's just unnecessarily fiddly in a game? And, like, where you've got to, like, jump on ledges and if you miss one, you fall and fucking have to start all over again. Mark's got this annoying tendency of just being able to do those first time and then just go, what, 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 what's the hard bit then? <laughs> and then I want to kill him. Was it, was it too weird something like that? You had to swing along something. No, I, I, it was... It's something you got really annoyed at. Uncharted? There's a bit in Resident Evil where you oh. have to jump on ledges, like invisible ledges. Yeah. Was that where, where you, like, where it, it's I was fucking there for bullshit. hours, fucking hours, and I even did, like, normally, if I'm doing a really hard bit, if I turn it off, and then I have, like, half an hour and come back to it, I can do it, but I did that, and I came back to it, and I still couldn't fucking do it, and I was at the point of throwing the control through the TV, and you were just like, oh, do you want me to see if I can do it? Fucking first time, you twat. <laughs> Hate you. But I need you to get me past this bit on my game that I'm playing now, though. <laughs> okay, I'll give it a go. <laughs> That's that's strong. I, yeah, so fucking, I don't know, man. Like, I just, I, uh, I wish I could just tell that part of my brain, just shut the fuck up. You don't have time. Move on, move on, move on. And then something just keeps on pulling me back. It's like when I'm retired. <laughs> we, I, we always say that we're going to be like those crazy old people that their grandkids come around to visit and we're just like... Fucking gaming. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Three days into a movie franchise binge. Yeah. Watching all the Marvel movies back to back and eating popcorn. <laughs> it's going to be fuck. Like, seriously, being retired is going to be fucking amazing. It is. It, it, it is. Being retired, I, I get the feeling that when I'm retired, when I'm like 87 by the time I get to yeah. retirement age, uh, I, I might actually at one point sit there and go, do you know what? I do have time to get to the part where it gets good in Breaking Bad. Yeah, yeah. I don't know, like, there's... 
my my boss's boss, Kathy, who is the best. She's retiring in a couple of weeks' time. She's taking early retirement. I think she's in her mid fifties, but I don't know exactly how old she is. And I, I, I wouldn't like to say. And it's like, how lucky is that? Like just being able to like, and it's like my father-in-law. Like he retired in his like late fifties. It's like being being comfortable enough that you can do that. And it's like whereas pe- people in our age, it's like late sixties. Yeah, like late sixties is gonna be like the aim, and even that's not guaranteed. No. Yeah. Once it's, the economy uh, crashes. Brexit and state pensions abolished. We're all fucked. We'll be living in shacks, eating foxes. Uh, we've been paying our national insurance contributions. Damn it! <laughs> yeah, what is it? You got to pay like twenty-five or thirty years of like decent national insurance contributions to qualify for the full state pension. I should know that. I've got a qualification in financial administration. It was one of the things <laughs> in the fucking exam. Um, training was- <laughs> sorry. Training was thorough. No, no, literally, it's an exam. I'd like the chart. I've got a qualification from the Chartered Institute of Insurers. I should fucking know that. Um, but yeah, like it, it's like 25, 30 years. And so, like, we'll have our state pensions, damn it. But uh, it's worrying. Anyway, what were we talking about? We're Apple talking Watch. About- we were talking about the Apple Watch. We are. We were. Uh, we were actually. We were doing. Also, we, we did the intro as well. But I didn't actually see what film we're covering. We're actually going to cover uh, the film Bohemian Rhapsody, the Queen film. Or Borap. Or Borap. Or, or, or um, the Freddie Mercury story. Or, or Borap. Borap. Boho Rapso. Um, so yeah. <laughs> Borap. Borapso, Yes. Uh, the, <laughs> the, the the film that uh, on last week's. Um, Rather uh, alcohol-infused show, me and Noel shouting at each other about for a good ten minutes. <laughs> and Noel's not even on. <laughs> no, it's not even on yet. He's not, he's not seen it this, this coming weekend. No. Yes, we're going to have to get him on to give him his, his thoughts after the, 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 we, we, you know, on, on future show. Um, we're also going to cover some of what we've been watching. It's been like a... Uh, 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 like two weeks really since we last recorded actually yeah, yeah. Um, we didn't record last week because of uh, my work schedule went a bit crazy didn't it and then, and then, we went on holiday. And then we've been away for the Yay. weekend so you know there, there was there was that so has anything happened in the wonderful world of, of, of movies uh, while we've been away um, um, Avatar sequels have got names fucking no don't even do it just move on um, Yep, brilliant. I'm glad you said that. Lena Dunham's making a film about a Syrian refugee. Everyone's very angry about it. Fuck. Is that people are angry about Lena Dunham about? I thought yeah. she probably just touched her sister up again. Allegedly. It's not alleged. She put it in a fucking book. Oh, then that, then that, yeah. Um, oh, I hate her. I hate her and I've never even watched anything she's done. I just hate her. Well, I don't isn't isn't it a J.J. Abrams and Steven Spielberg produced film written by Lena Dunham about a Syrian refugee? Something like that, yeah. Like, yeah. fucking hell. Oh, like, Spielberg and Abrahams are usually better at handling PR than that. Just fucking shit show, isn't it? It'd be amazing if it turns out to be a Cloverfield film. Oh, can you imagine <laughs> it? I'm still a bit angry that she's in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. She's in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, yeah, isn't she? she is. Oh, yeah. Overlord's out this weekend, isn't it? Ooh. It is Overlord and Widows this weekend, isn't ooh, it? Ooh. Ooh. Um, 
what else happened in the wonderful world of film? Not a lot. Everything's kind of like everything seems to have taken a pause. I think the US midterms are coming up, so everyone's kind of like quite preoccupied with the trying to squeaky it. bum time, isn't it? Yeah, well, yeah, it 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 it, 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 it does make it, it, a difference, yeah. Uh, but also, uh, what it is at the moment, it, it's that 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 little bit of hope before the crushing inevitability of doom. Yeah, but what what difference can it make? I don't it, I don't really get the Sunday. The house will switch over to uh, being uh, Democrat. Democrat. So it, the, the house. The House of Representatives doesn't have all its seats up for contention, so people are less like hopeful about that. But it's the Senate. In the end of the day, I think currently it's fifty-one forty-nine. I want to say in favour of the Republicans. So if the Democrats make some gains, it basically means anything that Trump tries to like push through will be voted down by the Senate. So. Unless he does any like things with executive orders, they won't be passed into law. And he will just do everything. Yeah. It's because he gets because he gets to write his signature really, really big and then show people. But it, it, it's it, it's like if he does too many, then it calls into question, frankly, abuse of power. And it's like because isn't he talking about uh, taking away like? But born in the U.S. citizenship, which yeah. is like part of the con, isn't it? A part of the Constitution. He's saying it's part of the Constitution. No, he's claiming that it's not actually part of the Constitution. Uh, he's not actually taking into account the fact that um, his kids with Ivana were born before she was granted citizenship. So technically, uh, uh, would not count as U.S. citizens. Mm, I, it uh, anyway. God, fucking. I hope, just got to hope tomorrow is the start of something. It, it, we've got to hope it is, but uh, we've got to accept the fact that it's probably not going to be. Yeah, yeah. I, the, the echo chamber that we all shout into on Twitter, etc., and things like that, it is just shouting back the things that you want to hear. And the problem is, it's although it seems like you know that the you know that the good, well mannered people are mobilising in the, the right cause. You've still got all of the mental fucking idiots I see are also mobilised as well. In the end I'm of the day... Regarding any election. Yeah, me too. If, if if the Republicans win tomorrow, Trump gets a second term. Right, oh, yeah, that question, yeah. Right, that... that. Which, which, I, I'm going to say something that sounds horrible, but yeah. let's Ooh, be honest... Lots, you going all... to bed, babe? Yeah? Huh? Okay, can I have a quick hug? Like that. Um... Lots, do you just want to shout something into the microphone? No, don't just look at the mic. <laughs> Go on, wing this out. <laughs> right, okay. Anything else? I want to play Mario Party. You want to play Mario Party? Yeah, just... Alright, you get up early enough in the morning, I'll play it with you. Go on. Alright. Okay, so, um, yeah, uh, there you go. Fucking. We'll see what happens. Sorry, I forgot my train. Lost my train of thought there. Uh, I was about to say that, that, that. Let's be honest. The best thing that could happen, or the the, the, the most, the easiest way that we're going to get Trump out of the White House is if he dies. He's a big, fat, unhealthy man. So. Yeah, but sadly, you know, it, it's. He's it, in really good physical health. It'd though. be just our just our luck that he 
he, whatever he's made a pact with keeps him alive <laughs> for a few more years. Mm. I don't want to say the devil because I think even the devil looks at him and goes, I'm a prick. Well, that much of a prick. I think if he made a deal with the devil, he's kind of be better. That's, that's the price he pays. Yeah, I, 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 I genuinely think he thinks his hair looks great. You know that episode of The Simpsons where Homer looks in the mirror and sees himself as all this big buff guy? What is it? Yeah. I genuinely think that that's how Donald Trump sees himself. Yeah? Yeah. Um, so anyway, moving on. Uh, trailers? Yeah? Yeah. Fuck it, let's do some trailers. Fuck it. What trailers have you seen here? Um, what has the... I'll be honest with you. Sorry, I've just realised I've got to move downstairs now. Um, what has there been? I think you guys might have to remind me. Sorry, I um a little bit out of sorts today. It was a fucking rough day at work, so apologies. But um, if if you guys want to kick off and I'll chime in. There's not been an awful lot, actually. Uh, we watched the trailer for Isn't It Romantic, uh, which just pissed me off. Yeah, it did make you really angry. Yeah. Have you seen the trailer for this, Ian? Mm, absolutely no idea what that is. Right, it is a Rebel Wilson film, and I don't. Oh, right, yeah, no, I, I, I know what it is. Sorry, I, yes. I, I have, I have, you know, I don't matter Wilson. I think she can be when she's just when she's not playing just a token fat girl character. I think she's she's she can be she's a very good comedian um, in that, and and I'm, and I've liked her in a lot of stuff. Where she's not playing that to that role, or even if she is playing that role, she was entertaining in Pitch Perfect, for instance. Yeah, the first one. Um, but this is she is basically told by her mother, who's played by Jennifer Saunders, which is mental. Yeah, that's uh, but uh, romantic comedies aren't real and unrealistic; they don't happen to people like them because they're not good looking. Uh, and then so she grows up hating romantic comedies, gets a bump on the head, and then wakes up in what would be a romantic comedy world where everything's perfect and all this shit and I was a bit like we, we've seen this kind of thing before it, it no just no and the thing is like when, when she got bumped on the head and she woke up I was like shit is it gonna go down a I feel pretty or a shallow hell kind of quite route? yeah I, it's interesting enough that it's not gone in that direction no no because there was a terrible horrible Paul Rudd and Amy Poehler movie a couple of years ago that did the same thing. Uh, come together. Let's... What was it yeah. called? It's piece of shit Amy Poehler and Paul Rudd movie. What the I think fuck it's was that called? We Came Together or something like that? Let's have a look. Uh, yeah, it, I, I, I hated it. It was in my bottom five of the year. What the fuck was that called? They came together. They came, came together. together. Yeah, all right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A, a film that was so fucking intolerably smug in its depiction of, of criticising movies that both of those people have made careers out of at the time. What? Um, what else have we got? Um, Boy Erased looks quite interesting. Boy Erased, yeah. The... Um, Nicole Kidman, yeah. uh, Russell, Russell Crowe, Crow and um, is it Lucas Hedges? Lucas Hedges, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Uh, that looks interesting enough. Um, it's one of those where it, it, it's one you end up seeing. Uh, you end up seeing it online, streaming it rather than seeing it uh, in a cinema. I would think. Mm. 
Uh, I think it looks really interesting, that though. Like, it's, it's subject matter is interesting. And the other one is the uh, Vox mm-hmm. film, the Natalie Portman one. Vox Lux? Yeah, Vox Lux, that's it, yeah, sorry. Yeah, yeah, I'm looking forward to that. Um, it's it, it, Brady Corbett directed, didn't he? Did you, got, did you see the, the Childhood of a Leader? I haven't, no. Oh, it's a fucking interesting film, that. It's Brady Corbett's first one. Um, very, very ominous film, basically about the early days, like the childhood of a fascist dictator, basically, and kind of like how he became that way. Um, and going from that to Vox Lux is a very, very interesting move. But if he can, like, pass some of the, the, the moodiness and atmosphere over to Vox Lux, and that could be very good. I think I think Brad saw it at LFF, and he was a big fan, actually. So, um, yeah, yeah, no, I'm, I'm down for that. The, the trailer's pretty entertaining, I thought. I, 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 I think the concept and everything like that is interesting. I'm just... I, I really genuinely struggle with Natalie Portman. I struggle with Natalie Portman, but I was, I was on board with it. You were on board with it, yeah. Original music by Sia. And then I that was like, what put you mm-hmm. off, wasn't it? Yeah. But yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll give it a watch. Looks interesting. You, yeah, you you were a lot more involved than than, than me, weren't you? Yeah. I'm, I'm glad Jude Law's back. Like, yeah. Uh, he's having a thing, isn't he? Between the bastard of Bimble did, and um, what is that fucking thing called? The Fantastic Tales, Beasts. Tales of um, Griffin Wars. Crimes of Grindelwald? That's the one. The yeah. Crimes of Grindelwald. <laughs> yeah. I won't be watching uh, God, it's out next week, isn't it? Oh, I'll probably fucking... I don't know. It's not going to be... Oh, no, shit, Suspiria's out next week. Nah, fuck that noise, Suspiria. Yeah, all right. <laughs> yeah, Woo! it's really got out. Okay. Yeah, Suspiria. Let's do that. Um... Yeah, I like Jude Law. Donna hates Jude Law. She thinks he's a cunt. But um, it's like it's like me with Reese Witherspoon. They're like our fucking pressure points. Um, Why do you hate Reese Witherspoon? She's a fucking bell end, Becky. She is a bell end. <laughs> Why? She she has done the uh, don't you know who I am? Before. Yeah, yeah. Even though a lot. Off my chin. Yeah, but she was drunk and said it to like a fucking. Taxi driver or something like that. Not the one that Alec Baldwin punched. I want a taxi driver. It was a uh, allegedly. Allegedly, yes. How how do you know this though? Is this actually like? No, yeah, literally, it was caught on camera and everything. He was the taxi yeah. driver, Becky. Yeah. He should know. <laughs> so yeah, so she's a yeah, she's a bit of a dick. Yeah, I don't know. I just her presence. I don't. I don't like her vibe. Not a fan of Legally Blonde, then. No, I can't. I can't say I've ever watched it because I don't like her vibe. Even though, then again, I really like Wild's fucking fantastic. So, I am, I am a contradiction in many <laughs> terms, Becky. <laughs> um, have you thought any other trailers that you've watched this week, any Um, nah, I don't think so. Um, really, I, 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 I can't even think of any that I saw before with Baby Rhapsody either. What did we see before me and Ratsy? The Rocket Man, which we talked about. I uh, love that trailer. 
one. The new Mary Poppins one, yeah, which maybe got bone I'm juicing. I'm really looking forward to Mary Poppins. I'm going to get fucking drunk. <laughs> yeah, and I tap the guy. Get the logic there. Tap the guy that sat next to you and go, I'd fuck her. <laughs> uh, like, as, the guy, as the guy goes, I am here with my three children. Yeah, you'll get about halfway through it, finish all the alcohol you've brought in with you, and then just go back, go to the toilet, come back with a big wad of tissues, and then scare everybody else in the screening. I've got to say, as drunk as I have been, I don't think I've ever done public masturbation. That would be something. The thing is, so what you're as... saying there, Ian, is no. But as I've well, challenge accepted, yeah. Um, no, as I've said many a time more times than I should have on this show, it is... I'm I'm troubled by the eroticism on display in that film because I don't find Mary Poppins attractive, but I do find Emily Blunt very attractive. So... It, but Emily Blunt as Mary Poppins is a, is a, is a weird character. Yeah, Emily I mean... Like, an if, English doing it for you. No, like, if I was John Krasinski, it's not what I'd be asking her to do. <laughs> yeah, you see, if I was John Krasinski at literally into an European Mary Poppins, I would instantly be thinking, "Oh, I'm have some fun with that." <laughs> and then it, when everybody goes, "Did you know I'm Jack Ryan?" She's like, "Yeah, I've got an Amazon account. It keeps fucking telling me, and even I don't give a shit, and we're married." Yeah, Aww. no, it's true. Everybody's just like, "Do a Quiet Place too," like. Shut the fuck about Jack Ryan. Nobody cares. Do a quiet place too, which must not be how he thought his year was going to pan out. Yeah, he 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 must have thought, oh, you know, if it gets if it gets released on like some screens, I'll be happy. Or if it gets like a decent, you know, you know, if Netflix or what is it pick it up, I'll I'll be happy. You know, because I've I've got that Jack Ryan fucking thing happening, and nobody gave a shit about Jack Ryan. I think it looks quite good. It looks. Do you know what it looks like? It looks like a Jack Ryan series that we didn't need. Just make a fucking movie. I do kind of want to watch that Homecoming, though, talking of Amazon TV. Oh, that's supposed to be good, eh? Mark absolutely fucking hates Julia Roberts. Everybody in it. If if you tricked me, right, by going, oh, it's this this show called Homecoming, it's about this and and it's got Shea Wiggum in it, I'd be like, yep, I'm fucking up for that. And I sat down and was like, oh, you crafty bitch. It's got, what is it in it? Bobby Cannavale in it. Yeah, it's like everything, him. everything. Oh, shit. That's a good cast. It's a really good cast. It's got Carrie in it. Yeah, I've got Sissy Spurge in it. So, yeah, so I... I, I, I We're going to give that a chance. Got Sidney Poitier in it. Oh, stop it. I know, it's got a lot of very good people in it. How many episodes are we talking? Uh, there's 11. Okay. Because I want to watch that and I want to watch Haunting of Hill House. Like... Oh, right. Will you tell Matt that he has to fucking watch Haunting Hill House for me? We, we tried. We watched it. And I was enjoying the first episode. But it's one of those when I take a run at and have like, a good few episodes one night, not watch like an episode, start watching an episode at half past 11 at night. It's like however long since it's landed on Netflix that like, every night I've been saying, do you want to watch Haunting Hill House? Nah. Yeah. Nah. Do you know why? Do you know what my problem is with Haunting Hill House? Is I bet it's really good and I really like Mike Flanagan. I like the people that are in it. it. It looks great. Everything like that. So what my problem is, it's like 10 episodes, isn't it? Right? Yeah. That are like an hour each, right? Yeah. 
so I could watch five films in that amount yeah. of time. Yeah. Really good. Cool. Five. What, what if I get to the end of it and go, yeah, I don't like that. I've wasted ten hours. Whereas with a film, it's like two and a half hours at max and you get to the end of it and go, ah, this shit. But can I counter that? What? It's got Carla Gugino in it. I know. I've watched five Carla Gugino movies. And she's made some Charlotte movies, so I could maybe mm. watch seven. Mm. You, you, we're gonna fucking watch it. We will watch it at some point. But I'm just saying, why do we need to watch it when 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 people are saying we have to watch it? When a man says we have to watch it, Netflix starting to get rid of it. Everyone I work with is talking about it. I want to be able to join in that conversation. All oh, right. So it, no, it, everyone is saying it's amazing. Pressure. It's amazing. Well, everyone. Becky, do you know what you should say? What you should say? Yes, but did you watch Hot Tub Time Machine? In a fucking hot tub. Well, I will be saying that, obviously, but not every weekend has that, does it? I've, I've got to say, Bex, I think you just need to do what Donna does, and it's just like, just fucking go ahead and watch it, and if Mark really uh, wants to watch it, he'll get onto it. I tried that today when right. we got back. Oh, holiday. okay. And then he came downstairs. Yeah. Because someone had phoned him from work to say, oh, don't worry about the telephone call I've had. I don't have to go into work. It was just a question. Saw that I was about to watch Hot in the Hill House and went, oh, are you watching this without me? I was like, well, I keep asking you okay. to watch it. And you keep saying, oh, maybe tomorrow, maybe tomorrow. So I thought I'd just go ahead and fucking watch it. And if you want to jump on board, we'll just start at the beginning again. Right. And then he went upstairs and sent me a really sad text message. Oh, oh I can't believe you're watching it without me. I don't think I've heard that. Yeah, you did. Right. So then I texted him and said, look, do you want me to watch something else? And he said, yes, please. That's not what happened. Uh, there was definitely a yes, please. Oh shit! I'm gonna need. I I think one of you needs to screenshot the the text thread, or should I not ask? No, I, actually, I think I'm gonna retract that because God knows what there was in between. There's no dirty in there. How do you screenshot when you've got no home button? Um, yeah. the power button and volume up at the same time. Ah, there we go. Oh, no, I, no, you didn't actually text me to say I can't believe you're watching it, but you said ah. it when you came downstairs. So I put, I'm literally 20 seconds in. If you actually want to watch it with me, I'll stop and watch Sabrina instead because I wanted to watch The Chilling Adventures of Sabrina. Yes, please. Thumbs up from me. Thanks. And then it goes on to talk about boiling eggs. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, Bohemian Rhapsody. <laughs> <laughs> This has been an odd show so far. I love that. I love that it's film bastards, and maybe fifteen percent of the show so far has actually been about films. Yep. How was that? Higher. Can you go a bit higher? If I go any higher, only dogs will hear me. Try. Higher. Jesus, how many more Galileos do you want? Very, very one more, one more. Galileo! Galileo! One more. Galileo! 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 Galileo!
Rhapsody uh, is a, well, it, it, apparently it's a biopic of the band Queen, no, but focusing on Freddie Mercury. It's a biopic with air quotes. Right, so yes, so it's, it's a Queen biopic that takes us from from the early inception of, well, from the start of, the, of Queen as the band to Live Aid. Um, and it takes on a journey um, through that. Yes, uh, it was directed kind of by Brian Singer, maybe bits of it, and then also by um, as well by Dexter Fletcher. And didn't Newton Thomas Siegel help out with Dexter Fletcher doing some of those bits? It, it's DLP. There, the, I listened to an interview with Rami Malek on the Empire podcast last week where the basically seemed to be allegedly based on my perception of what Malik was saying was Singer was there every now and then when he wasn't Siegel very much helped and when Singer was let go Fletcher came in and did a lot of work with the actors so Siegel maybe took a backseat at that point but retained the look and feel of the film. Right. So there we go. Um, so it shows Ray Malik as Freddie Mercury. Uh, we've also got Lucy Boynton on there, Gwyn Lee, Ben Hardy, Joseph Mazzello, Aidan Gillen's there, Tom Holland's there, Mike Myers is there. Um, what? Tom Holland? Oh. You, you said Tom Holland. Holland. You tell yeah. you said Tom Holland. Yes. And a, and, a, and a bunch of kind of other people where you'll go, is that, is that blah? And you're probably wrong on who they are. Um, I was so, thinking, yeah. is that Stephen Graham? And it turned out to be fucking Mike Myers. Yeah, it, it was Mike Myers, yes. Uh, so, um, Bex, you're a big Queen fan, aren't you? Mm-hmm. You're a really Queen fan. Um, you know what this one made me realise? What? I'm not really a Queen fan. I'm a Freddie Mercury fan. Um, so, so, so <laughs> right. What did you think of it? As a as a film to watch about a band going through the process of that, it's you know it's fine. It's 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 all surface. It doesn't dig into anything very deeply. There's not an awful lot of story there. There's like conversations and then a montage and then conversations, a few little fucking cheesy sound bites. You left me to my own devices while you were setting up your phone and I've got gradually angrier and angrier about this film as the afternoon's gone on. <laughs> it is, though, isn't it? And then, then there's a the bit where the music's good. If you close your eyes and don't look at fucking Rami Malek pantomiming all over the fucking stage, it's fine. The performances, not great. But if it, if it was about just a band, I think it would be fairly, it'd be fine. I'd be fine with it. But it's... It, it's it's just it's just crap. The timeline is all over the fucking place, and that makes me really fucking angry. That bit where they're coming, they're coming up with "We Will Rock You." That is out of sync with the timeline. The HIV diagnosis is out of sync, and that made me really fucking angry because Live Aid was impressive enough on its own without having that, and without having oh my god, the phones are really quiet and no one's ringing in, and then all of a sudden Queen perform and the phones start ringing off the hook. It, it, there was plenty of other people on that stage. What they did was impressive enough without making up shit about it. With the uh, with 
Brian May and Roger Taylor being the consultants on it as well. Yeah, pair of fucking cunts then too. Um, so yeah, so the more I've thought about it, the more angry I've got. I do, we were discussing this earlier and the ending should have been different, but I'll let you get into that because it was, I just, it's an interesting enough story. But the thing is, it's, it's an interesting enough story without the embellishments. The embellishments that were there that didn't happen didn't need to be there. But there's so much that did happen that they didn't include. It is just all surface. You could have got more information about the rise and blip and rise again of Queen from reading the fucking Wikipedia page. It's it's just... Do you know It's bollocks. Ian, what did you say? You've got... You, you, I can just point out... Becky was not that negative when we came out of the cinema. The more I thought about it, the more angry I am about it. And I think the performances are not great. The only performance in that that's actually really... Well, there's two. Two performances that are actually really quite quite good is... Um, what's her face is Mary Austin. Lucy Boynton. Um, and what's his face is Brian May. And oh my God, how much does he look like a young Brian May? He's mental. <laughs> but even apart from that, the fact that Rami Malek doesn't look like Freddie Mercury and the guy that plays Roger Taylor doesn't look like... Roger Taylor, you know, they're not going to look exactly like them. Uh, but uh, uh, at least fucking act like them. That's literally what you're there for. And and to be fair, Joseph Mazzello basically does one, like, look throughout the entire film, which he also did in the social network quite a lot. The kind of, like, the... Yeah. Is that the John Deacon guy who does yeah. various different hairstyles with the same smirk? it's the smirk he does that in the yeah. social network tons as well and it just seems yeah, it, to yeah it, it, he's, i mean he's, he's he's just there for little sound bites occasionally and he? he don't get anything to do really like they, they were really close freddie mercury and john deacon were really close and nothing is made of that at all i mean when, when roger taylor and brian may used to go out to bars and stuff john deacon and freddie mercury before freddie mercury started hitting up gay bars and stuff John Deacon and Freddie Mercury used to stay back at the hotels when they were touring mm. nothing's nothing's made of how close they are I mean John Deacon was messed up when Freddie Mercury died because of how close they were and it's just he's basically Freddie Mercury's painted as this outsider within the band that they all kind of shit on and that made me angry as well what, what, what do you think Ian yeah I mean I I I'm impressed by how much Becky hated it. Um, I've never seen you, heard you do that before, Becky, and that was that was quite something. Um, so, uh, yeah. But and I and I get where it's coming from. I don't hate the film, but I feel very uncomfortable with it because I don't. I don't think Freddie Mercury would like this film. No, I don't either. I said that to you earlier, didn't I? Yeah. And it that does quite upset me. And I don't... I don't know, it's weird. Because people are kind of taking the piss out of the film and whatnot. And, you know, it's been commercially really successful. Critically, it's had a drubbing. But some people are saying, oh, you know, it's just a... By the numbers biopic, but it's well staged, blah, blah, blah. But you've got this film which does rejig all these things and you know it does celebrate the fact that he you know like he had a spark which 
at points the others don't, even though at times it's really the, the, the bit where um like they kind of have their falling out and Freddie Mercury's talking about I want to break free and it's like well, Brian, you came up with this thing, and Roger, you came up with that thing, and you know, and yet it's all being blamed on me. And it's almost like they've managed to find a way of, like, kind of. Like, but that that never happened. Again, I'm not surprised. Before Freddie Mercury went off to make his. Yeah, did I mention so that? That, that fallout never happened. You know, I so I mean, you've got that. You've got the. AIDS diagnosis before Live Aid, which as soon as I heard that, it it was a little bit right. Fuck this movie because you've basically made the whole Live Aid thing about that. About yeah, about about that, and about them all knowing that he was dying, and but they needed to put on this show, and you know it's because when it came up saying when he actually died of AIDS, it was like shit. Man, he had that diagnosis that long before he died. That's for the time. That's crazy. Uh, and then it's like, well, no, he didn't. And eighty-seven, you know, it was. Yeah, eighty-seven. Like it was two eight, years after Live Two years after Live Aid, he had it. I, you know, I, so yeah, they, they. So what? He lived four years. Yeah, yeah. He died in ninety-one, didn't he? Yeah, yeah. I it, so. You've got that as well, but also, and the thing that bothers me about the film is the fact that it's ostensibly directed by Brian Singer, who's one of the few out gay directors in Hollywood, and it's this film which basically seems to present the gay scene. Not necessarily Brian, uh, uh, sorry, Brian, uh, Freddie Mercury being gay, but the gay scene as almost the downfall of Freddie Mercury and it's the him realizing that actually it's his real family are his band and you know the people in 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 the gay scene are not his friends and you know who is his gay friend some random fucking waiter he met and then years after on the day of live aid invites him to be at the side of the stage and i I, you know i don't know it's weird it like the the depiction of freddie mercury's like personal life in this film like is that in that aspect just feels bizarre i mean the, the, the stuff with lucy boynton i think is very well done and apparently the him and lucy boynton stuff formed the majority of what dexter fletcher shot and it's interesting that it's some of the best stuff in the film, the moments between them, and you do actually believe their relationship. Um, mm. and, and and yet, I, I, I mean, did it, was any of that in truth? That literally, like this, the, the gym guy, he met him once years before, and then just looked him up in a phone book, and then went round to his fucking house and invited him round to tea with his parents and then went to Live Aid and then they had a relate. I know, I mean, I know they had a relationship with each other after and that's great, but that fucking confluence yeah. of circumstances surely didn't happen. That's no, not how they met. That's not, that's just not, it, it, it's a not true thing. Um, the, the weird thing is, he was oh. with him from just before Live Aid until his death though. Yeah, but it, it wasn't like from the day of Live Aid. No. It, it, the, the thing is, I was saying to, to Bex, because what else it is, um, 
I was expecting to really not get on with this movie, and I, 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 I didn't, I didn't hate it. However, what I will say is um, that I was saying this to Bex is, and I think you're completely right here. Um, Freddie Mercury wouldn't have liked this. No. He wouldn't have liked it to have been made or anything like that. Or, or uh, it, it would seem outwardly he was quite a private man. You know, that, that, that that's the situation. People who know him better will can obviously tell me different and say that I'm talking crap, and that, that, that's fine, you know. But for the perceived of how private he was, it, it doesn't seem like he'd want this, this movie to be, to be made. But if Maybe you've that's got, it's so inaccurate. If you've got somebody, right, banned person or anything like this, and I was saying this to you earlier, wasn't I, Bex, is that if you've got somebody that is interesting enough, or a story that is interesting enough to make a biopic about it, mm. you've got to include that stuff. Yeah. You can't go, oh, this guy led a really interesting life, or this band had a really interesting formation and, and, and pattern for how they went along. We're going to make a movie of it. All right, so you're going to include all this. Oh, no, not, we're not going to include anything that actually happened. Well, that was bollocks as well. The formation when, of the bandit was bollocks. Yeah, so, but it, it, then the thing is, it, it's a film that you're saying it's all surface. It is all surface, but the problem is the surface is just incredibly flat. Yeah. There's, there's nothing there. It's it's not even the Wikipedia page. No. It, it's it's skimming the Wikipedia page. It, it, it's reading the titles of the Wikipedia page. And that is it. An Idiot's Guide to Queen. It's not even that. Mm. It, it, it's beyond that, because at least An Idiot's Guide to Queen would give you actual things that happened. I felt like, I did feel like what it was doing is Ray Mallett's doing an impression of Freddie Mercury rather than a performance of Freddie Mercury. Right? Yeah. Um, and it's it's constantly, it's basically focusing on, on each character getting their own little bit of going, oh, look, Roger Taylor, he was a ladies' man. He was a right cad, he was. And Roger Taylor's there going, just get in that, fuck loads of girls. Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then Brian May's going, get in that. I always kind of like, I always sort of softened things over and everything like that. And I was always really happy and jolly. And I, I did all this and was always like that. And, you know, that I had basically a human Boy Scout. And it was that. And it was, John, what do you want? Uh, John's not here. He doesn't get involved in these things. Oh, what do you want to do with John? I don't know. Just portray him as a fucking idiot. We don't give a shit. He can't be a really mm. good bit. I'm there. Yeah, you know, he 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 cut through it. Cut through it with this this, this sick bass line. Oh, <laughs> um, do you want to put in that he wrote a lot of the songs? Nah, 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 nah. Let's talk a lot about. I wrote a song about my car. I fucking love my car. Got me fucking hard. I got loads of tail in my car. Don't do that. Roger Taylor will have will have thrusted as he was talking about his car. I guarantee you. No, but that song. It's like he wants to fuck his car, not like he wants to fuck in his car. No, he he wants to fuck his car while a girl is jerking off watching him fuck his car. Right in the exhaust. Right, just like he won't. He'd have he'd have been he'd have been spraying all over the fucking jacket all over the car and then just get his. Gaggle of fucking girls just to rub themselves against <laughs> it afterwards. That's gross. <laughs> Roger Taylor. That is literally thing. the grossest Queen song. Though. Like you listen to it, it's like Ooh. it's icky. Yeah, it is. It is that that song is an entire Me Too movement. 
I don't think cars can make claims against people. <laughs> I, gar- many, I guarantee you. I guarantee you. I guarantee you. His fucking Jag or his TVR, literally, if it could, would form a fucking B two movement against him. Um, <laughs> Jack is catalytic converter needs like regular cleaning out. To get oh out. God! Like, service, they just go. What's all this? Oh, <laughs> so sticky. They tell me this was Taylor's. <laughs> Fucking girl. So yeah, the, the, uh, there's, there's that, and then the the, the Mike Myers bit. It's, it, it, the, I maintain he's only in that movie because they wanted to make that fucking ball rat joke. Yeah, yeah, it is. It's pathetic. It it's is fucking pathetic. Stop. I think I think I need to stop talking about it yeah. because I'm getting really angry again. I, I like Tom Hollander. I really like Tom Hollander in it. Which one was Tom Hollander? Tom Hollander played uh, Miami. <laughs> yeah, I, I like the fact that he was just what is it? That he was just being kind of like quite cool for them. And the thing is, apparently the actual the actual guy Jim B. Uh, Jim B. Mm. is a really is a really nice guy, and you know he really helped the band and really helped Freddie with what is it? And he you know he co-founded it was his idea to form the um, the AIDS the, the AIDS Trust afterwards, mm. the American Trust, and things like that. Um, but it's just again, like you say, it, it changing up the entire story. Everyone knows that they're going to have changed it. it. It's you know, no general audiences won't know that, and that's fine. But critical audiences have to do research into these things, and they will know that, and they they have to use it as part part of the, what is it? It it it. What happened there is it felt like we were watching a two-hour advert for a new Greatest Hits. Mm. Uh, and I, I, no, no, I, I do really want to listen to that soundtrack. That's fine. It's a great soundtrack. That's fine, but either, either make the movie and make the movie or just don't make the movie. Yeah. And as well, the the last the, the last bit of the movie is, is the live aid thing. And I keep reading and keep getting told, oh, but that bit's brilliant. See, the music is. The, the music is. So why not? And I said this again. Yeah. I, I keep saying I said this to you. Have you walked up a thing? Have you walked up a thing and have him open the curtains? And as he goes out there, at that point, do the Freddie Mercury died of HIV, AIDS-related pneumonia in 1991, and do all of those bits, and then just show the just show the fucking live aid thing. Yeah. Because people will be fine with that. Don't then show us. Then miming along to the live aid thing. Mm. It, it 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 was just weird. It's not done well either. It's not done well. What you mean, like the the flash into a London pub and having yeah, punters well, going doing doing the same clap. It, it just the phones are starting fucking ringing. It it, it, it felt a li- it, it felt like what we got was Brian May and Roger Taylor's. Version. Version yeah. of it. Uh, which was just, aren't we great? It, yeah. It should have shown the actual performance. You know, if they're not... And I can understand actors, great actors aren't necessarily great singers, vice versa. It, you're not going to get and do the vocals and mm. it actually sounds like Freddie Mercury because he did have a unique voice. Yeah. So using pre-recorded stuff and having them mime along to it, it makes sense. But then, if that's the final kind of bit of the show, if, that, if, if that's the final bit of the movie, 
just fucking show the Live Aid thing. I I was like, I, I was watching it, I was like, if they don't actually show some proper footage from Live Aid over the credits, I'm going to be really fucking angry. Uh, we, did, we just got a um, performance from, I think it was the Oprah, was it? It's a really good fucking performance, that, though. It wasn't the, it wasn't the actual, the, the audio that we got wasn't the performance, it was the no, standard, it was. standard audio yeah, with the video of the yeah, actual performance. Yeah. Which it made no sense. The most interesting part of the movie, I thought, was the bits we got to see where they were recording... What is that? Music. Yeah. They were really interesting, and I'd like more of that. If, if it was, if it was, see, I'm if it was, if it was, more of that because it was Brian May who used to kind of push the experimental side of it. But if it was a celebration of the music mm. rather than wanting to delve into the seedier side of the band, um, then celebrate the music, show us more of that. Mm. But it didn't. It just seemed to skim along the surface. They tried the to do a little bit of everything. Not enough of anything. Mm. And this this trend of biopics just fucking cutting out at the last moment that is deemed interesting by the people involved is just bullshit. Yeah. The thing is, they didn't have to do that with the HIV diagnosis. Just just add the next few years. It's six years. Yeah, and and and, they, and a really interesting six years. Their output after Live Aid was great. And they they toured before Live Aid. It wasn't the comeback concert. No, it wasn't. No, they'd made hot space that that year. Yeah, I, I can see why they left that out. Yeah, but they they weren't. What I mean is they weren't not together. Yeah. And portraying Freddie as being the one that like broke up the band. A, they never broke up. B, like I say, Roger Taylor had made two solo albums prior to Freddie going did, off and doing that. Did Brian May score something as well? I don't know. Well, but he would have done Road Warrior in. Um... Yeah. What was that? Eighty four. Yeah. So yeah, I'm. I'm disappointed. I, I, no, I'm not disappointed because I, I thought it was going to be what is that? It, the weird thing is, it's better than I thought it was going to be. Um, but I still thought it was a bit pants. I'm really fucking angry with it. You're really angry with it, aren't you? One thing I was pleased about though. You're a legend, Fred. Yeah, fucking am, aren't I? Yeah. We're all legends, but mostly me. I love that. Love that the, the trailer had made it seem like it was going to be really shit and cheesy, and actually it was just, yeah, I am here. Do we have any more thoughts on Bohemian Rhapsody? No, I, I, I mean, I thought Malik was all right. Like, the, I will say the when he's pantomiming it just like his mouth just seems to open far more than anyone actually singing would ever m- open their mouth yeah that really it, I, really honestly, when people say like oh it's got its flaws but Rami Malik's um performance is is really great it's worth watching it for Rami Malik I thought it was awful I honestly thought it was really bad in it it was it was pantomimish and it was... But, but do, you know, do, you know, do you know why? And I, I, I don't necessarily agree with you, but then again, you're a bigger Queen fan than I am, so I, I can see the, the, the juxtaposition that got there. Because he gets the emotional beat moments, nobody else in that film gets an emotional beat moment mm. apart from him. And in the emotional beat moments, he's a very good actor. Mm. So the bit where he's uh, he realises, fuck, this guy's been fucking me over... Mm. And he gets that. It's a really well acted piece. There's there's some really well acted bits there, but when he's doing the performance bits and anything like that, he, he doesn't quite pick up on certain bits. But 
I think when he's getting the um, the more human side, the the, 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 yeah. the, the non-performance yeah, yeah. bits of it, I think he's I think he's really quite good in it. But I do think Brian May's the better. One. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Gwilym Lee's very good. I watched it and thought, you know, what? yeah, he's got the voice down though. The voice is really good. And then we came back, didn't we? And I was, we were, I was reading some bits and stuff, and, and watched like a couple of interviews with Freddie Mercury, and he hadn't. The voice is way off. Mm. It's, 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 I, I, the same, the same. I, I, I came out and thought, oh, he's got the voice really well, well done. And then you yeah. were listening to like three or four interviews. And I was like, no, we fucking don't. No, no. Yeah, all. And it's, it is. It's like someone doing a bad impression of Freddie Mercury. Yeah. It's a weird one. It's a weird one. It's going to make shitloads of money, and no one's going to like it. No, 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 and it's going to do critically badly. Yeah. But people will like it. The thing is, I really wanted it to surprise me. Like, I was really excited for it and really, like, hyped for seeing it. And then I wasn't because the reality that it could be shit dawned on me. And all weekend I've been really worried about coming to see it today. And I really wanted it to surprise me. I really wanted it to be better than it was. Yeah. Because it could have been great. It could have been a really good movie. Yeah, I mean, it, it 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 could have been, and you get the feeling that if May and Taylor weren't involved, mm. then maybe it would be. I mean, because the thing with Rocket Man, I mean, yeah, Elton John is still alive, but Elton John just, I, you get the impression he doesn't really give a fuck what anybody thinks, and it's it's going to be aggrandizing in the fact that Elton John is a fucking force. Like that's just, it. but Elton John's Elton John's basically said, however bad, um, trying Egerton can make me look, it'll be nowhere near as bad as I actually probably was. Yeah, no, that's it. The thing is, that movie is going to be batshit. It looks batshit from the trailer, but it it's going to be, but it's going to be fucking warts and all with his blessing. But I also think as well, I I think it's uh, Taron Egerton is doing all the vocals for it as well. Yeah. Uh, yeah, he's Elton John. Elton John has said that it makes more sense doing it like that, and just okay. having him do it so he can sing live, and he's going to do all the vocals for it. Oh, that's good. Um, that's interesting. I, I, if fair play to Malik, though, I do like that all the way through he's been up front in saying, "I tried to sound like Freddie Mercury," and like, but no. It's an amalgamation of the voices, but he is basically like it's basically Freddie Mercury, you know. Yeah. And it, it's you know, you know, hats off. At least he's not fucking saying that he actually what like had incisors implanted in his fucking mouth and like tried to do it or whatever. You know what I mean? It, it there, there's that at least. I think that the guy knows his limitations, and it like I say though. It just doesn't feel like the film that Freddie Mercury would have wanted, even if he, if he like he wouldn't have wanted a film in the first place. And if he did, I, it's not this. Um, uh, before we do the uh, our ratings on it, I will say the Mike Myers character for some reason he looked, he he sat so still that it almost made me think like there was some kind of weird Buckaroo situation with his prosthetics. <laughs> Like, like, if he actually moved at all, they'd all just no, go, they'd all just go and fly off. <laughs> so he had to just sit like perfectly still. Or like the makeup team went, we don't have much glue, so you can't move a lot. 
Otherwise, they'll all fall off. So he sat perfectly still. <laughs> <laughs> and, like, there's a point where Ray Malik slams his hand on the table and you could see Mike Myers thought, shit, is my face still on? Uh, yeah, it, it was, yeah, it, yeah, it was odd. Um, well, I'm, I'm touching cloth on it. I'll be honest. I, uh... Which is weird because I do think it's shit. But it's not Geostorm. But I didn't, I didn't hate my time with it, and it did. It's two and a quarter hours long, and it didn't feel two and a quarter hours. No, it didn't. To be fair. So I, I, I'm, I'm touching cloth. Where are you with it, Ian? Um, so I, I gave it a two point five out of five on Instagram. But this conversation, I am leaning more towards what Becky's saying. I, I, I think I would downgrade my overall mark. And I'm, yeah, I, d- I do think it's shit. I don't. It doesn't feel right. Like straight up, like it just it it. There's too much of it, which is compromised and made up. And I know that, like, in the end of the day, you can't squeeze a life into two and a quarter hours. But when you are fundamentally altering really important events within the film, like, not even, like, redacting or or, or skimming over events, but literally changing... Can I... Yeah, thank you, babe. Thanks, Sam. Literally changing the event the these showcase events in life for the purpose of basically telling a, a story which i mean shit man in terms of the whole roger taylor recording before freddie mercury paints freddie mercury to be a worse person than he actually was in that regard yeah yeah like that's fucking horrible mm. and yeah no i mean i i do you know what? I didn't know that beforehand, and it is a little bit. Yeah, fuck this movie. Yeah, yeah. shit. I- I'm guessing you're shit next. It's shit, and it's disrespectful. Yeah, cool. Um, Ian, uh, what have you been watching these past week? Uh, yeah. So, fuck, man. Uh, a, a bit. Yeah. Um. So, my. Oh, thank you very much, Sam. Um, last. Ooh film I watched on the LFF screener library. I, I actually think it's still available, but I'm not going to get to anything else. So, I believe this is the Swedish entry for the Foreign Language Oscar this year. Uh, it's a film called Border. Oh, yes. Which is um, quite something. I don't want to say too much, because I think when it actually eventually gets a release it's gonna be um uh, there's gonna be word out there and people are gonna want to see it so basically starts off with an 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 odd looking woman um called tina uh who uh to be fair she and another guy with a similar look Really, really good makeup job on them because they don't look near, like that in real life. But she, odd, a rather odd-looking woman. She's kind of like got hair sprouting out of random parts of her face, and her nose is like elongated and stuff. And she's a customs officer who can tell if people are hiding contraband just by looking at them. It's because because of their smell is revealed. Essentially, she can smell the guilt on them. 
And okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And one day, a guy's passing through, and she can't she can't smell anything at all. And he kind of looks like her as well. And it kind of go it goes on from there. Um. And there's there's definitely a fantasy element to the film, but it's this really matter of fact depiction of a type of folklore, I suppose. Yeah, which also is made more impactful by some real-world stuff in it. So there's a subplot which eventually connects to other things in the film of uh, of the woman, Tina, um, being... A, she sniffs something on a guy and it turns out that he's got a memory card on him which has got images of child pornography on them. And he tries to, like, swallow it and stuff and then they, they get it. And it's then her being asked to essentially help investigate what is going on, like where these images came from. Um, and then there's a revelation later on in the film and it, it, it like very, it, like really disturbing stuff. And the, the, the fantasy element, there's some sexual stuff with that as well, with that there is the fucking, like just the weirdest sex scene I've seen in a number of years just like oh bloody hell like there is an image of something coming out of something (laughs) and yeah that shit stayed with me um god knows what the academy will think of it because I'm pretty sure it's actually been selected as their fucking foreign language nomination and yeah wow um but it's very, very raw. Um, terrific lead performance. Like, uh, what's her name? Um, two ticks. Eva Melander. Um, just a fuck. Like, let me bloody WhatsApp you guys. Just a like a picture of her in the film. Hang about. Ba-bum. So there's that, and then what she looks like in real life. Yeah, I mean, like it's a. Yeah, that's quite different. <laughs> yeah, it's a, it, it, it's a it's a great makeup job, um, and yeah, I don't know. It's um, it, it it's this real like real feeling, but also fantasy elements in it, but. It's a story of someone kind of finding their true calling as such, but someone identifying with someone else through a purely kind of aesthetic means, but then there being darker elements to it. And it, it you know, it's just because you look like someone else doesn't mean that, that you are the same as them. Which obviously is quite, you know, a, a, a thing in in today's day and age as well. It's a really interesting piece of work. I will never watch it again. 
Um, there's some really fucking upsetting imagery in it, uh, but it's powerful and it will stay with you. So border, um, when it actually, when it gets a full UK release, you'll hear about it. Yeah. Um, so also watched, uh, the night comes for us. I think is what it's called. It was exactly the, the, the Netflix, Netflix one. Um, Violent as fuck one. Yeah. So um, literally, it was. It's been two weeks since I've seen that now. So um, I, I'm actually getting a little bit hazy on it. But uh, yeah, the night comes for us. Uh, it's directed by uh, T- Timo Tajanto, who um, directed Headshot, uh, Eco UA's film, which I haven't seen yet, and um, co-directed the Safe Haven segment of VHS Two with Gareth Evans. Um, so yeah, this is the proposed start of a trilogy. Stars uh, Joe Taslim and Ika Uace of the Raid fame, both of them. And um, it's a very convoluted plot. Uh, and it's all very, very violent. Um, like, ridiculously fucking ouch. <laughs> Life is cheap in that part of the world type violence. Um, and, yeah. Uh, hell of a film. You, you'll fucking love it. Like, I'm surprised you haven't watched it already, to be honest. I, both of you. <laughs> Had I not had I not been aware, I'd have watched this already without we, question. We taken in Netflix and enabled devices with us, did we? No, we, we we did our usual thing of going to um, CEX uh, beforehand and buying films that we only think would be shown on ITV two, uh, two three or four. That's our parameters. Yeah, it is indeed. <laughs> nice, nice. Um, we'll talk we'll talk about it at some point, I think. Anyway, so I'll, I'll leave it there. Um, okay, probably, well, next, <laughs> probably next week. Yeah, nice. Uh, Paul Greengrass's 22 July, um, which is about the killing of an awful lot of kids at a summer camp in Utoya and uh, a, a blowing up of the government building in Norway as well. And oh, fuck, it was Norway, wasn't it? Oh, I feel awful now. I think it was Norway, Denmark, Norway. I, I was yeah, because I was speaking Norway or Sweden. It's Norway. Um, so yeah, um, Paul Greengrass, not not quite on United ninety three form, I would suggest. Um, so it, it's basically about Anders Breivik, um, this guy who was basically I don't know, like almost the fucking the bell tolling for the, the rise of the of populism in the world, um, and you know people at the time saying. You know, he's essentially, he's fucking mad. And now it's almost forming popular opinion um, in, in like seven years. Um, and it's about him uh, basically wanting a show trial so that he can say his thing. He, he essentially did all this so he could have a platform. And he's given that platform because it, it, it's important to keep the right to free, like to like speech basically the, the the crux of it is that he at first pleads insanity then decides not to plead insanity um and then his defense have to try and prove that he wasn't insane so that he can then be found guilty as a sane man so that the things he's saying are like proven in a court of law to be the words of a sane man yeah uh which is pretty uh, just well obviously fucked so you've got that very powerful. You've also got a side story of a lad who was nearly killed by him 
um, who testifies kind of weirdly almost in his defense that he was sane. Um, and so you've got these two stories and it's interesting because you've got this guy, but you've also got a girl who testifies earlier who he's friends with, who, you know, has, it was an immigrant to the country and has this really passionate kind of uh, monologue about how she came to the country because she thought it was safe and she was told it was a safe haven for people like her who looked like her. And then this happened. And I've got to be honest, I would have preferred to have followed her going through her journey rather than son of a mayoral candidate who, you know, loses an eye and has to learn to walk again. But it's like, it's a triumphant story of white son of rich woman learning to overcome physical physical disability so that he can stand up in court. Yet beforehand, you've got immigrant girl who has come to this land seeking a prosperous life and you know has kind of almost had that belief shattered i'd like to follow her and how she has to um square the circle of being in this place where she thought she was going to be safe and she wasn't and i and that's what i kind of thought it followed the wrong the wrong victim yeah and uh, you know, I, I yeah, I don't know. Physically, I got his struggle. Emotionally, not as much. Um, so yeah, I don't know. It was weird. It was it it was a film that is try. And also, to be honest, it's a film that feels like it's preaching to the choir. It's like no nobody. It, and I obviously effort went into it but it's just like okay so basically the people who who are going to watch this yes you're going to get a wide audience because it's on netflix and apparently it was something crazy like 16 million people watched it and over 80 percent watched it until the credits according to netflix which is fantastic because you know god knows it would have got less of an audience if it had just played in cinemas um but at the same time it's a film which only those inclined, I think, are going to watch it because there's nothing to it which really feels like it's must-see other than the people who are into Paul Greengrass people or, or people on the left who maybe want to f- watch this film and feel validated. I don't. There's nothing in it that I think I think is going to appeal to the people who you would hope would watch it and have their minds maybe changed or at least question things. It, yeah, so it, it, it seems to be more of a, a one-sided story, and it, it's telling you how terrible these things are rather than discussing why they're terrible. Yeah, I mean the the spoiler alert: the end is Brevik being in prison and his court appointed, essentially a public defendant who he chose, like, visiting him in prison, and Brevik tries to shake his hand, and the, the other one said, like, and, and the lawyer refuses. And it's like, well, yeah, all right, cool, yeah, of course he is. 
how I, I don't get why that's the last message of this film. Lawyer who didn't want to act for him in the first place doesn't shake his hand at the end. Yeah, great. Uh, yeah, I mean it was it's it's well made. I mean the actual the build up to and the the massacre are fucking chilling, and that it's very very well done. And there are moments in the rest of the film that are well done, but in the end, I was, you know, I was disappointed. It doesn't, it doesn't have the viscera that United ninety like United ninety three is a fucking punch in the gut. Twenty two July is, I don't know, me reading the Guardian. <laughs> fair enough. That's a fair enough one. That one. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, 22 July and um, Nightmare Before Christmas it's great really like The Nightmare Before Christmas um, The Haunted Mansion the Eddie Murphy film I watched the first hour with lots and I watched the last half hour by myself because I'd already watched an hour of it that's my Fair review enough. of The Haunted Mansion and uh, I've seen, sorry yeah. I've seen The Haunted Mansion actually yeah yeah I have. Yeah, I, I, I literally, I, I sat down uh, one morning when I was off work, I think, uh, and had breakfast in front of me. I went to choose something to watch, and that happened to just be starting. And I thought, oh, I'll watch while I'm eating breakfast. And then I ended up watching the entire thing and went, I wish I'd chose something else. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Um, Halloween 3 is brilliant, and Big Trouble in Little China is brilliant. Cool. Uh, right, I'll let you start now, I Yeah, well, based on your last two there, I think we did pretty much the same thing after the gig and watched a lot of John Carpenter stuff. So, nice. without going into too much detail about them, um, we watched Vampires, which um, we were a bit conflicted about, weren't we? Yeah, because Chuck G.S. Woods in it and he's yeah. a bad fucking right wing prick. Yeah. Um, it's whatever American's version of a bad Tory is. I'd say he's more than a bad Tory. He's uh, he's like a fucking in America. He'd be like he's like a walking Britain's first meme. <laughs> yeah, he is. Yeah, he's a wrong one. Um, but yeah, it's it's one of the many films that I go. Oh, let's watch that. I haven't watched that before, and then get about half an hour into and go. Yeah, I've seen this before, and I remember this now. Yeah, <laughs> it's it, it, it's got it's got the. The ball when it's not Alec, and you go, oh, Billy. No, not not Billy. Oh, Stephen. No, no, not Stephen. Uh, so, yeah, it, it, it has Daniel Baldwin in it, uh, who is better than Stephen, because Stephen Baldwin's also a Roman, um, but not quite as good as Billy, and of course, no one's as good as Alec Baldwin's. <laughs> it's good though he's good he's, he's actually he's actually yeah. really good with that actually yeah it, 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 he's it, the most relatable character in this movie it, it is a little bit like um, like they went like John Carpenter said can you get me Michael Madsen and they went no yeah but it's a bit like that but have you seen Daniel Baldwin's <laughs> impression of, of Michael Madsen because it's really really good and they've gone yeah, and he's going, what I want to do is this character, I want to do it like this. Like, no, we want you to do your impression of Michael Manson. And he's gone, ah. All right. How much are you paying me for this? This much? Yep, yeah, I'll do it. <laughs> it's got Laura Palmer in it. It does have Laura Palmer in it, yeah. Always nice seeing Cheryl Lee pop up and stuff, in it? It is always nice seeing Cheryl Lee pop up, where she's not wrapped in a plastic 
Shooting and dead. I want to watch Higher Walk with me again. Anyway. Anyway, so yeah, basically, um, James Woods is a vampire hunter and he has a team of fellow vampire hunters and he seems to work for the Catholic Church. Yeah. Um, hunting vampires. Um, all his team get taken out after a successful vampire hunt by the... I no, it's not that though, is it? Is it a master or something? Master, yeah, yeah, master. Um, who sort of comes and just rips the shit out of their heart. Literally, marketing. literally rips Bobby Elvis's heart out. Oh, yeah, Bobby Elvis, oh. <laughs> oh, I forgot. I always forget he's in it. Anyway, so yeah, that, uh, yeah, kills all his team. He goes and, like, reconvenes with the priest who tells him to leave it alone, and it sounds like it's probably this, like, original vampire um, original G, original V, original V, yeah. Um, and just to leave it alone for a bit until he's got another team assembled and fully up to speed. But he's, he's not having any of that shit. Is he? Nah, he's like, that. Not having any of that shit. Him and Daniel Baldwin and and Cheryl Lee, they just go after him on their own. Yeah. Despite the fact that he's like a big badass, evil, crazy vampire, and yeah. It's a fun John Carpenter movie. Yeah, it is. Yeah, the the inclusion of James Wood is, Woods is obviously in retrospect troubling, but he's he's fine. He's very James Woods in it. He's very James Woodsy in it. Yeah, yeah. And let's be honest, James There's no Woods... subtlety to a James Woods performance, no. is there? No, no, no. James Woods, James Woods is that bit in in The Simpsons again, another Simpsons reference where he gets angry with the um, the microwave. Yeah. Yeah, that, that basically is just James Woods his entire life. Yeah, he is very angry, isn't it? Yeah. And it's a bit like there's some really like random fucking sexual jokes in it, isn't there, about gayness? Which like again in hindsight are a bit like, oh showing you showing you true colours. Yeah. There is a little bit that, isn't there? Yeah. So yeah, but yeah, very, very good. Um we also watched Village of the Damned, which I absolutely love, um, based on the Midwich Cuckoos. Um, novel which I loved in school. Then obviously watched the film, and yeah, it, it's 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 slow and it's it's kind of not a terribly huge amount happens, but it's very very atmospheric um, and and really quite chilling. So, but it's a that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, 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 Matt was just thinking about with a glass of cola, um, taking it out to the stairs. I should just um, fill that up and give it to his mom. No, no. Um, what I thought was really cool about this was uh, Christopher Reeves in it um, and it, it's always like quite odd seeing Christopher Reeves in a film that isn't Superman and of course he made quite a lot of movies that weren't Superman but you still can't look at him and not see Superman and the thing is he's really good in this but you are looking at him and going he's got this otherworldly quality about him <laughs> he did that at the time yeah he's a very like crushing on him yeah, he's a very strikingly attractive man. Um, but he just, he feels, because he's he's such a big guy as well, that he, he just, he feels like he is, like, a human, but a little bit better in general. So, yeah, it was, I, I really, really enjoyed my rewatch of, of Village of the Damned. It's one of the ones that I watched a long, long time ago and just kind of always forget it's a Carpenter movie. Um, but, yeah, it's a... Uh, it's a really interesting movie, actually. Those blonde kids are really fucking creepy as well. Yeah, fucking weird. Just want to show a shot in the face. <laughs> That's a bit harsh. Um, 
Oh, so yeah, so the only one that I watched on my own, um, which I actually messaged our little little group chat about because it fucking broke me, was Coco. Mm-hmm. Which I was very resistant to watching due to the um well, largely the Pixariness of it. Um largely it's um somatic similarities to Book of Life, which I loved. Um yeah, it's fucking dark is this film, isn't it? Oh yeah. I honestly I cried at like a few different points. Didn't did not like will not watch again. <laughs> Yeah, I've I've kind of got a feeling Lots is never ever gonna watch it because of the experience she had fucking watching that thing. Um, like we we went to see it in the cinema and yeah, she wasn't happy. <laughs> it was she was maybe Did a bit cry? too young. Oh yeah, yeah yeah. Did you cry? I cried. Uh, I teared up, man. At one point, she was like, "Is that where Granddad is now?" And it was like, "Fucking oh. hell." It's it's the fact that they have like this second death if they get forgotten about. It's just it's yeah. heartbreaking. Oh yeah, pictures of everyone that I've ever been related to that's died and just plaster them all over my house. Make my own little favela. <laughs> Taking food gifts. Nice. I don't want them dying second death. I guarantee you, however, this shows favelas are is nowhere near what it actually is fucking like. It's just a shrine, essentially. That's not what a favela is. Well, it is in this. Not in real life. It's a. It's the slums. Ooh. It is. Anyway, so yeah. We'll watch a leak squad. Okay. <laughs> Honestly, it, it broke me. I don't know whether I was just in, you know, one of those ready to cry kind of frames of mind, but yeah, it it, it really upset me. Yeah. Uh, right. Well, what else we got? Uh, well, obviously we watched because uh, we were away the weekend uh, and we were in a hot tub we rewatched Hot Tub Time Machine Jesus uh, fucking wept how many times have you seen Hot Tub Time Machine I would say I would say I am 20 plus ha sit in a hot tub for a weekend and not watch Hot Tub Time Machine in the hot tub it's like against the law yeah. how many hours do you guys spend in the hot tub uh, I watched on Saturday, we've been a little bit in the morning, haven't we? Yeah. And then I watched the Bournemouth Man U game in the hot tub. Right. Uh, and I got out for a little bit. And then I watched the... We went in a game, didn't we? And we sat and chilled out. And then I watched the Liverpool-Arsenal game in the hot tub. Yeah. And then we got in it again on the night, didn't we? Later on, after we'd had something to eat and watched Dreamhouse. Yeah, um, we didn't watch Dreamhouse in the hot tub. No, we watched Dreamhouse in the hot tub. And then on the Sunday, yeah, we spent some time in it and I watched Hot Tub Time Machine. Well. What's so you... Sorry. You up. What stopped you from watching Dreamhouse in the hot tub? Uh, it's we... not really a hot tubby movie. No, we decided to do watch that. So anyway, yeah, Hot Tub Time Machine. Because the place I... has also got a really good corner sofa, so, you know, we, we, we like that. Yeah, it, it, it's great. It's a sofa. That is a corner sofa, so it's like a, it's like a sofa with another bit of sofa attached onto it. Uh, and what's odd is I still only got one cushion worth of the actual sofa, and you used the rest of it to lay out on. All right, why are you fucking necking? Don't call me out on the podcast. I'm I'm sofa hogging. You sofa hogging. <laughs> uh, so we watched Dreamhouse, uh, the Daniel Craig, Rachel Vice, uh, and Naomi Watts uh, movie, um, which neither of us had seen until we got about 10 minutes into it and realised that, actually, yeah, we've both seen this. I still couldn't remember how it ended, though, so it was fine. I couldn't remember how it ended, no, at all. Um, it's, it's, a, it's an odd one. 
dream house because it's sh- it, it, it's shit but i really enjoy watching it <laughs> it's not shit but it is a bit shit it wants to be a bit jacob's laddery and it just didn't no it, it, it isn't it, I mean, it really wants to be like you get that vibe of it but it's a 12a so it can't be it's good though it's clever dream house is a 12a I think so, yeah. I'm yeah, sure it can't be. I reckon it's a 15, buddy. We, we, we'd have a look at the uh, DVD, but we leave them there, don't we? We do, for the next people. Yeah. <laughs> we should have brought this one out, actually. I really enjoyed it. Do you go to I the really... same place every year? So, same place every time, yeah. Yeah, so Dream, Dream House is a 15, yeah. Yeah, we try and go a couple of times a year, but... At least once. But there's, there's, there's like... Um, there's six cabins, seven cabins... Of the tight we get. Of the tight we get. I yeah. think there's like four of the tight we get in there. Because uh, there's a couple of the ones that are going down. Yeah, yeah. So we tend to, we, we end up staying in different ones, but ones that we've already stayed in before, I don't know. Uh, yeah, the one we stayed in this time was the one that we stayed in the first time we went. It was indeed. It was really nice. Mm. Um, we should have carved something in the wall. That that would be a little bit like vandalism. It would be. Um, <laughs> So yeah, uh, so Dreamhouse, yeah, I enjoyed our rewatch of it there. Uh, it was a good Saturday night with the Chinese food. It was a good Saturday night with the Chinese. What else? Do we uh, we rewatched um, Halloween three season the witch. Uh, Love that movie. Uh, we'll speed round a few because. Uh, Did you buy it for one ninety nine on iTunes? Yeah, that, 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 that's, that's that's when we got it. I, 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 when you messaged me, and I got it straight away just in case it went away. <laughs> <laughs> Mm. Uh, we babysat for a friend of ours and watched Kubo and the Two Strings with a not even three-year-old, and he was transfixed, wasn't he? Jesus like, fucking Christ! Really not even three-year-old with Kubo. No. Yeah, he three it, 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 he's not three till January. Yeah, he was one. He he was absolutely like I kept thinking at some he's point gonna he's going to get he's going to get bored mm. with this, and he wasn't. He that was kid's fucking hardcore. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it was. It was. He was bang. Didn't. Good it was him. like probably like leant forward watching it, watching it. Was yeah. Funny. Um, after he went to bed, we uh, rewatched *Romancing the Stone* because I, I love that movie. Because it's fucking me. Yeah. And then we're really disappointed that um, *Jewel of the Nile*. the Nile wasn't, wasn't on, on it. No. no. I have uh, the soundtracks of both *Romancing the Stone* and *Jewel of the Nile* on uh, vinyl. I probably wouldn't tell people that. I, 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 I will tell people to street that. <laughs> What's that other weird one you've got? Like a really fucking weird sound. It's Fletch or something. I have Fletch and Fletch 2, the soundtrack. <laughs> I also have the City Slickers soundtrack. He's <laughs> so fucking weird. <laughs> uh, yeah, Romance in the Stone. Everyone's seen that. It's fucking mint. Um... And then because the person that we were babysitting for didn't get home until half three in the morning, yeah. we also watched Seven. Yep. Nice. Um, we watched Malevolent. Um, the movie that I think Ian you spoke about not last week the week before yeah 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 okay what do you think of that I was I was ready to be really underwhelmed by this it was actually really quite good I really quite enjoyed it I thought it was alright it felt like it felt like a crossover between a now horror movie and like a wrong turn era kind of horror movie yeah I, I, like I thought, a naughty horror movie I thought it was alright however um the brother character was just a dick. He was a dick, yeah. Yeah, yeah, and I get... yeah horrendous dick, yeah. And he it... died, so it's fine. Yeah, he, he did, but then a lot of other people died because of him that didn't deserve to die, so mm. there's also that as well. Um, she was a good baddie, though. She was a good baddie, yes. I, and I got... I think I said it last time, Florence Pugh's got a fantastic bum. 
she does have a very nice bottom. I didn't notice that as well. Yeah, Florence Pugh. Which one's that? Uh, the girl. Oh, the main girl. Yeah. Um, She's got a bit of junk in that trunk, and she, I'm into it. She does have a boot hair. Um, what else do we watch? Um, Talking of booty, we watched Illusionist with actual booty hair and Jessica Biel in it. That, 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 that was the start of the booty decline. It's the start, but it's still there. No, it was She's wearing those voluminous Did you just call it the booty decline? Booty decline, oh, yeah. The booty decline. Decline. Because you've got peak Jessica Biel booty. No, 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 no. I don't. No, the punnage of that. Booty decline. Booty decline. <laughs> I thought you just said the booty Klein. <laughs> the booty decline. Oh fuck! I wish you said the booty Klein. <laughs> yeah, peak peak Jessica Biel butt is definitely technical. So in, yeah. in those jeans, and then it just kind of like it, it starts to go down a little bit. Plus Timberlake, it's just a, it's not that. Yeah. Look, nah. no, she she does look an awful lot like she needs a good meal when you see pictures of her now. Yeah. Fuck you, Timberlake. Fuck you, Timberlake, and your stupid hair. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, The Illusionist is... I've been wanting to rewatch The The Illusionist for ages, because we watched The Prestige, didn't we? Yeah, that's it. The Illusionist came out around the same time as The Prestige and kind of got lost up in the, oh, well, it's just... It's just, a, it's it, just another, it's magician, another movie. magician movie. And it, it's not actually quite different than Prestige. And it's got Paul Giamatti in a very good role, as usual, Um um, Are you thinking about what Paul Giamatti said? I am thinking about Paul Giamatti um, And I've got Rufus Sewell, who I think should be in, in more things. Edward Norton doing a voice. Edward Norton doing a voice, yeah. He's really good in that, though. Edward Norton's good in uh, most things. Mm. Uh, I like that Hulk movie. I like The Incredible Hulk. <laughs> <laughs> um, you, you're probably rattling through these now. Fuck but... yeah, we are doing Why not speak around? Watched Old School. Old School's trash humour, but it was fun. Yeah. Fair enough. Yeah. It is trash humour, though. I do like it, though. Do you? Yeah, I, I really do like old school. It, 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 it's kind of... It's before they allowed Will Ferrell to be a leading man, but allowed it to be the funniest thing in anything he was in. This was this was Mark's pick at CEX, was old school. 50p. I couldn't veto because it was only 50p. Yeah. So that happened. Um, oh, Tales from the Crypt... Yeah, so we watched Tales from the Crypt Demon Knight. On Halloween with Isabel, um, I I didn't remember it all again. Standard for me until we like got into it. It's it's a weird one. Have you ever, have you, have you ever seen this, Ian? Uh, yes, yeah, yeah, like back in the day, but yeah. yeah. It's a fun watch. Though. It's a really fun watch. It I really does like hold up quite movie, well. Like they're they're always they're always of a type, aren't they? But they're they're always. They're always a good time. Yeah, Demon Knight for me holds up quite nicely in the sense that it, it, it feels very mid-90s trashy, but it's supposed to feel very mid-90s trashy because it's yeah. a Tales from the Crypt movie. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, yeah, so there's, there's, there's that. Uh, and our final watch was... The ever-classic Jennifer's Body. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Which I remember being really shit. That's good to look that. Jennifer's Body is one of these weird films, right, where you could watch it, like, twice a year, and at one point think that it's a piece of shit, mm. and the next point think that it's an underrated classic. I really enjoyed it this time around. I think the, I think the issue is, if you watch it as a Megan Fox movie, it's kind of shit. If you watch it as an Amanda Seyfried movie, 
it's actually quite good. She's quite fun in it, and I hate her. And the, uh, I really dislike Amanda Seyfried, but uh, she's good in this. But the thing is, as well, it's I think what gets lost in it, it, it is everyone focuses on the Diablo Cody little fucking quips that are constantly there and get a little bit irritating. And miss out on the fact that it's actually a really good horror movie. Yeah. There's some gnarly shit in there, and there's some really good fucking scary imagery in there as well. Yeah. And, you know, yeah, you've got Megan Fox at peak era Megan Fox. Um, but she's fucking fully invested in this movie. She's yeah. going for the, the fucking horror bit. She's very much leaning into, look, I'm Megan Fox. I am hot as fuck but also I'm going to do some fucking pretty out there shit in this movie and go for it and it, I think it's quite kind of it's quite cool I was surprised by it to be honest I, I got it to be our trash horror fucking shit movie while we watched that we watched while we were away and I was actually quite like properly invested in the story I wanted to know why she was in that mental hospital you know didn't remember the, the end of it at all but yeah, I really, really enjoyed it. Yeah, so uh, I had a lot of fun with that. Um, so yeah, that was what uh, that was. That's our what we've been watching. Uh, so we do have a couple of questions. One of them was from Ian that we addressed earlier on. Um, <laughs> the thing is, I'm already thinking I would li- quite like to play Diablo Three right now. Not not well, not right now because I'm very much enjoying this chat. But after this, it's like. I wouldn't mind doing that again. I tell you what, it's it would be very cheap on PS4 right now, and you can do co-op. I'd love to see you two play it. <laughs> well, Ian, Ian did ask us, if all I want to do is play Diablo 3, how do I poop? Well, you've got a Switch, haven't you? You could take it with you. Yeah, but I can't fucking wipe my ass using my Switch. No, but you can one-hand it. No, you, you actually can't one-hand Diablo 3. Uh... Ian, I think I think we all know the answer to this. What? You need a bidet. No, he needs one of those seats like Homer invents in The mm. Simpsons, where you just lean back. Is, and is, shit. That, is that our third Simpsons reference? <laughs> no. yeah. to, to, to be fair, maybe a nappy. <sighs> there is that. I mean, to be fair, the Switch has opened up the possibility of console quality gaming while taking a shit <laughs> for which, which, which let's be honest is where it's all been heading it's possibly a redundant question is there not a pause function on Diablo 3 well yeah uh huh but could you not utilise that oh. you're missing the point <laughs> you're missing the so what we try to work out is a way to play Diablo 3 whilst shitting. Yes. Right. Okay. I mean, well, well, no, I mean, whilst shitting's not the problem. It's the, the clean-up, the it, post. It's the post ta- taking the trousers, trousers and the pants off and then wiping after. Yeah. Like, I'm thinking about it now. I, Yeah, there'd be no way of taking your... There'd be no way of... T- even if you had just, like, jogging bottoms on or something, you wouldn't be able to fucking do that without still having both hands on the Switch. Oh, no, I disagree yeah, I- with you, Barry. Oh, OK, go. You use your feet to, like, lock in just below the knee and pull the trousers no, no, down. No, there's an easy way of doing it. Right? Oh, you shit. You pull your foot, 
you put your foot up in it, so your foot is literally up a little bit in the joggers. Yeah. Then you use your other foot to stand on it, ah, and then you pull down, and you'll yeah. get one leg down, and then you do it with the other one, and then there you go, you're down. But then you've got the the, 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 the pants problem. Yeah, true. So what true. you could do there is hold, holding the switch, you then lean the switch towards you, so your switch is facing your torso, and then and you pull can't see, can't down see, there. Can't see. Yeah, well, that's the, that's the risk you've got to take. You've got to go commander. Well, you've got to go commander, yeah. Or, just, like, before you start playing, get a bucket, just sit on that, and then you don't have that issue. Mm. The bucket is a good idea. Um... We'll we'll, we'll 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 mock up some some, some diagrams. Some diagrams. We'll yeah. work out. We'll come back to this. We'll work it out in future yeah. times. Um, Thanks, guys. Rick Kid uh, at Rick J Kid. Uh, what is your favourite biopic, or alternatively, who would you like to see a biopic about, and who would play them? Favourite biopics for me, it's got to either be. Uh, I'm probably missing one in my head. But uh, what are the lines? Very, very good. I was going to say what. Uh, but, and I really do like what the line, but I'm going to throw out all the stones the doors. I was thinking the doors, you bastard. So he's stolen both your and my answer. Couldn't I am? Yeah, I'd, I'd say what the line. What the line really got me. And actually got really into Johnny Cash after it, so it did its job. Um I did, didn't you? Yeah. yeah, yeah. I'd like to see. Honestly, I'd like to see Sasha Baron Cohen's version of a Queen biopic. Oh, I would. No, because I think it'd be. I'd, I'd like to see a better one. Because I think there's a story there to be told, and I think there could be a good film in it without being too seedy, without disrespecting people's memories, whatever. Then Sasha Baron Cohen can't make it. Well, no, I'd, but I'd, I'd like to see a good biopic of Queen. I'd also like to see a Bruce Springsteen and the E Street Band. Film. Yeah. And then he can be involved. Like, um, and I don't think he'd be. There's nothing particularly scandalous there to hide, is there? Uh, mm. no, uh, nothing too scandalous. No, I'd like to see um, a um, Jeff Buckley film. Oh, um, we did get one, but it wasn't an actual Jeff Buckley film. It was um, just. It was the lead up to the um, Tim Buckley tribute concert, oh, right. uh, and it was just that. And one of the guys from um, Gossip Girl played Jeff Buckley in it. Which one? Um, the one of the main guys. Yeah, I'm sure it was. I'm sure he's from Gossip Girl. What's his name? It's either Ed Westwick or no, Chase it's, it's, it's not Ed Westwick or Chase Crawford. One of the ones. Badly. Yes, Pen Badley. Pen Badley played. Um, oh my god, I know the cast of Gotham Girl way too well. Yeah, he played um, Jeff Buckley, and he was really quite good at it, actually. Um, and did all his own vocal work in it. Um, so that'd be nice, but it'll never happen because Mary Guy, but his mother will never allow it to happen. Uh, Ian, any thoughts on who you'd like to see? Biopic. I don't, I don't know. It's interesting. I mean,. Elton John was a good shout. That's the thing, and that's already done. Um, yeah. I don't know. You don't really have that many kind of rock and roll stars that had really particularly crazy lives, or at least like any. Very, I mean, they're, they're still. 
I that, like they're still that. around and now they're just fucking judging X Factor or whatever. You know, it, it kind yeah. of, yeah. you know, I mean, like, fuck, man. I mean, like, you know, even like the the prodigious ones who died young. It's like Kurt Cobain. Like, okay, so what we're we gonna see there then? He's gonna fucking come up with smells like Teen Spirit because he is someone. He is a washing machine going. Uh, and he's going to go, huh? You know, and and then I, yeah, I, yeah. It, it just, yeah. I don't know. That the thing is, there's the element of I, I prefer watching biopics about bands that I don't care about as much. Yeah, like I would. Like I was just saying that I'd never want to see a David Bowie one because I don't. I I I, I like David Bowie. The artist. Oh fuck! Someone's gonna do that it. one day. Oh fucking hell! You just willed that into existence. Oh no, it's gonna happen at some point. Oh god! Um, you know, and, and and the thing is, because people have been talking about it for years and have constantly been saying that Tilda Swinton should play Bowie. Oh, that uh, oh, okay, that I would see. <laughs> uh, but that's it. But I don't. I don't want to see that. In the same as you know, god. I don't. I probably wouldn't want to see a Springsteen one. No. Because I, 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 I'm fine with the music. The story of E Street Band performing and coming up would be interesting. Then just, then just listen to Springsteen's um, audiobook. Or make a movie of that audiobook. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, just, you know if, if, I don't know. This is what I said to you earlier with the, with the, the Queen one. Freddie Mercury never got to a point where he... he got himself okay with the life that he'd led and he was fine with it and he wanted to share it with people and wrote a book before he died or anything like that. He he clearly didn't want people to know all this shit. Mm. That's why it's not right. Whereas Springsteen has. I suppose a, a, a Rolling Stones one would be quite interesting in the sense that there was some fucking, there was some debauch shit went on. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's it. Like, it but then again, the legends are always... Are always better. Are always better. Mm. But mm. for that... We missed something out actually on movie news earlier. Have you heard they're making a labyrinth too? Fuck mm. off. Yeah. Seriously. Yeah. What's it? Fucking yeah. Bruno Mars is David Bowie. Uh, no, do you know what a lot of people are saying? What? Or Miranda Lady Gaga. Lady Gaga. I'll go yeah. on then. Character. Yeah, I'll find that. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I'm quite interested in it. Yeah. Ali Post Jackson. <laughs> Bradley Cooper <laughs> is Jennifer Connolly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh dear. Anyway, sorry, just got sidetracked because we were talking about until the fucking Swinton playing any androgynous character that fucking comes up because yeah. that's all she can do now. <laughs> Prosthetic penis. Um, so, yeah, um, what are we covering next week? Are we doing a double banger? Of Widows and. Overlord. And Overlord. I could get on board with that, yeah. Right, at the risk of sounding stupid, what the fuck's Overlord? <laughs> Overlord, it's that um, J.D. Abraham's produced, I believe, am I right yeah, in saying yeah, that? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, uh, one about the um, experimental Nazi army. You've seen the trailer several times, Rebecca. You always tap me on the shoulder and then give me the thumbs up on it. Yeah, I'm down with that then. Yeah, and Widows, which I am very down for. Um, I'm just looking forward to Viola Davis saying balls aggressively. Yes. Maybe you can see that in the trailer. I think the film looks great. Yeah, it does too. Yeah. 
Um, actually, really weirdly, I saw on Andrew Mar- um Steve McQueen was being interviewed, mm. the right director, um, and it, it was fascinating listening to him, him talk and somebody who literally was not trying to. Um, he wasn't trying to be PC or cut through it. He was just basically saying, you know, yeah, Chicago's a really bad crime problem and there's all this lot. But he was, it's quite weird because he's this big guy who makes these big, confident, brash, aggressive movies. You know, 12 Years a Slave is a really aggressive movie. Um, Hunger's an aggressive movie. Um, Shame's an aggressive movie. And he's this really quite, soft-spoken, um, got a little bit of a stutter and seems a little bit awkward himself, character who makes these quite visceral movies. It's really quite interesting. Um, so I'm very much looking forward to that. Uh, is there anything else we need to cover, guys, before we call this an end to 278? I think I'm good. I think, I think we've covered everything. Um, so, yeah, uh, at Film Bastards on Twitter, uh, at Doofoz, at Ian Loring, at Betsy Foz. Uh, on Instagram, uh, we are at Film Bastards now. On YouTube, we're still doing the monkey, I think, at the moment. Oh, yeah. shit, yeah, we need to change. No, no, hang on. No, we're at Film Bastards, I swear. Oh, yeah, cool. Right, so we're at Film Bastards on that. Uh, I have bought a uh, a tripod for my camera, uh, for my phone, to do some more video content on that. Quite what I'm going to do with it, I don't know yet, but I'm going to do some of Really alarming that you'd got a tripod for the thing when it came through as an Amazon confirmation. Yeah, and a you bit, thought it was for a sex tape. Was, was a bit worried. You were a bit worried. Yeah. You were worried it was for a sex tape. was. It wasn't for a sex tape. Text you straight away to say what yeah. the fuck have you ordered. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> So, yeah. Bastard. Was it for a sex Unless. Um, so, yeah, so we're going to put some more video content on there. Uh, we will be relaunching the uh, website um, as uh, probably those film bastards, because someone else has got film bastards. Bastards. Uh, those bastards, yeah. So, uh, we'll be launching it at that, but it's when I get time to actually tinker about and actually do it. I've got to say, I'm looking forward to Mark posting content. Because I don't know whether I'm going to. I'm too <laughs> tired. <laughs> I'd be too busy shitting into a bucket while you played Diablo three. Well, there is that as well. I'm just, I'm just very Don't tired. Him. Huh? I, don't think we, I don't think we need video of Ian shitting into a bucket. It's <laughs> all content. Um, right. So yeah. So thank you very much for listening, guys, uh, and we shall speak to you next week. Goodbye. Goodbye. Anyone talk to me about pensions outside of work for the next ever, I will fucking murder you. (laughs) (laughs) You started it. I did. Does that mean I can kill myself? No! I didn't mean that. Sorry. That was a bit dark, wasn't it? Good night, everybody. Bye. I could have swore I saw a fire from your house last night as the lights flickered and they failed I had it all figured out why do I do this to myself
I do, I do.